The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wow, what's this episode about? Tesla is plateaued? Yeah, but it's not what you think. Elon's latest email tells us everything. Find out what we're talking about. I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching In Depth on Now You Know. We are giving away a 2022 Tesla Model Y performance. Well, we aren't. Charity Stars is. That's right. Uh, and you can win this Model Y and $10,000 in cash by going to charitystars.com slash now you know and get this. What? If you use the code now you know at checkout, you'll get 500 free entries on your purchase. The Tesla Model Y Performance is an amazing car with a top speed of 155 miles an hour, over 300 miles of range, 0 to 60 in just 3.5 seconds, 21-inch Uber turbine wheels, the all-glass roof. I love the Model Y. Charity Stars is a groundbreaking fundraising platform that helps raise money for charitable causes. And the cause that you're supporting by going to charitystars.com slash now you know is the Jamie Kimball Foundation for Courage, a charity whose mission is to create a future without intimate partner violence. So head on over to charitystars.com slash now you know, help a great cause and enter for your chance to win this awesome prize, the Tesla Model Y Performance and $10,000 cash. And don't forget to use the code now you know when checking out to get 500 additional free entries and increase your chances of winning. And get this, taxes and shipping are included for U.S. winners. Good luck. The shaving industry is worth over $10 billion with a B. How can they make that kind of money? Because they've got you on the hook buying expensive cartridges. Switch to Henson. They've perfected the razor, and for less than the price of four cartridges, you can shave 200 times with a new blade every single time. Click the link below or use the code now you know for the sustainable shaver and get those 200 shaves for free. Okay, so what email are we talking about here? This one from November 26th to all Tesla employees from Elon, and here's what it said. Per my email several weeks ago, our focus this quarter should be on minimizing cost of deliveries rather than spending heavily on expedite fees, overtime, and temporary contractors just so that cars arrive in Q4. What has happened historically is that we sprint like crazy at the end of a quarter to maximize deliveries and then deliveries drop massively in the first few weeks of the next quarter. In effect, looked at over a six-month period, we won't have delivered any extra cars, but we will have spent a lot of money and burned ourselves out to accelerate deliveries in the last two weeks of each quarter. We will still have quite a big wave of deliveries in the last few weeks of December as we don't yet have high-volume production either in Europe or Texas, which means a lot of cars on boats from China to Europe and on trucks and or rail from California to the East Coast arriving late in the quarter, but this is nonetheless the right time to start reducing the size of the wave in favor of a steadier and more efficient pace of deliveries. The right principle is take the most efficient action as though we were not publicly traded and the notion of end of quarter didn't exist. 
thanks, Elon. So, I mean, I think Elon's latest email signals a strategy change at Tesla, which in turn signals that Tesla has reached a new plateau. Okay, now you keep using this word plateau. I don't think it means what you think it means. Plateauing, Plateauing is, is bad. bad. People, People don't, don't like, like it when things plateau. plateau. You know, oh, he's plateaued. Oh, that's a bad thing. So what? I don't think we should say that. I think of plateaus differently. I think of them uh, when you are trying to better yourself or better your company, then a plateau is a landing ground, a place where you can stop and relax for a second, regroup while you move on to the next base, the next camp up the mountain. So we're not talking, we're not, if we're thinking about this uh, geologically, uh, geologically, geographically, we're not. Social studies class. If we're talking about like a plateau, you might be thinking the top of a mesa and there's nowhere else to go. And right. I think that that when we say plateau, that's throwing you off. Right. That's usually what people think is right. that this is the top only down from here. I think of it in terms of stocks. A lot of times you see a stock, they will be gathering up strength in this band for six months, nine months, a year, and then they'll move up higher to the next plateau where they'll sit there for a while and then move up, move up, move up. We've seen that with Tesla stock. I think this is what I'm talking about at least for Tesla. Okay, but don't you just want it to just go up and up and up and up and up and up and up? Have you ever tried to do that? Do what? I mean, have you ever tried in your personal life to go do something where it's just all in 24 hours a day nonstop it can't you can't last that way okay so you you're need, saying you need to like further you know you go to school which is kind of like a lot of work a lot of work and then you get out of school with all this great knowledge and you are plateaued for a while you you have this knowledge you go get a great job and then from that job you then move on to another job and then you move you know and that's the plateau i'm talking about the steps or the rungs of the ladder so you're talking these are stairs Kind of, okay. but they, they're like landings on <laughs> stairs. There's, there's more uh, level ground than there is going up every step. Okay, but w you know when we're talking about stocks, why not just go straight up? Yeah, but with stocks, I mean, name me a stock that goes straight up and I'll show you a stock that also usually comes right back down. But I mean, Tesla's gone way up. Yeah, but like I said, it's done it in plateaus. It's done it in stages. Okay, so we're at this particular stage and what does this email have to do with this plateauing that you're talking about. So, I mean, the strategy forever has been all hands on deck at the end of every quarter, right? To eke out a few extra vehicle sales. Why? Because Tesla pretty much wants to impress Wall Street and keep the Tesla stock price up. Right, because I mean, analysts only understand Tesla as a car company as much as they say that they understand that it's not a car company. They pretty much under just understand it as a car company. Right. And Elon felt that he has to have strong vehicle delivery numbers to justify uh, Tesla's valuation constantly uh, right. because you know for a while they weren't profitable then when they were profitable people thought that, that was just temporary mm -hmm. um now it's been quite a while of profitability every quarter so you're thinking this is a change well i mean it, first of all did it work i mean yes i would argue that in any one particular quarter that elon did this it probably did work i mean you, he probably did get a few hundred more cars into customers hands by the end of the quarter but i'm asking at what cost when you say all hands on deck that's what a captain commands his you know crew of a ship when there's an emergency right there's a fire on board or an imminent danger of smashing into an iceberg you know all hands on deck we have to face this emergency and that's great that's exactly what you want the captain to do to put out the fire or to save the ship but while the crew is doing that they're not focused on their regular duties right the you know painting and maintenance and all swabbing that kind of the stuff. deck swabbing there's the no deck swabbing of the deck okay right and of course that's fine when you're putting out the fire but when the emergency is over Everyone's exhausted. And uh, usually the captain says, okay, everyone take, you know, a few days off. 
problem is many things were left undone, right? I mean, food was left out and spoiled and paint cans have tipped over. And this is what has happened at Tesla, almost like clockwork every end of quarter for years now. This all hands on deck call out to Tesla's entire workforce uh, means that many people had to leave their normal jobs. They had to help out with deliveries. They had to screw on license plates. They had to help with shipping logistics. They had to help customers with last minute paperwork. Even Tesla Club members have joined in to help. And this all sounds great, right? A real kumbaya moment. Everyone's working together, all sweat and smiles. But it does have a cost. So what are those costs? All right. Well, number one, much of the team had to stop doing their regular jobs. So whatever they were in the middle of just stopped. Well, and I mean, we've experienced this firsthand. I mean, we had uh, meetings scheduled with a Tesla team right. um, about a very important issue. And then they just canceled it out of the blue saying, oh, all hands on deck. Uh, we needed a, a delivery center. And it was honestly, it was really unprofessional. Yep. And we were both like, wow, if this had been a meeting with a company that wasn't completely on board with Tesla's mission, they probably would have said, screw it. We're working right. with someone else. Exactly. So, I mean, that's bad for business, basically. And also, I mean, if we were customers and all of a sudden it was like, wait, you're not going to talk to us for a week. Uh, number two, at the end of the quarter pushes, everything gets expedited. So we have to get this Tesla in Florida to a customer in New Jersey by Thursday. How do you do that? You have to pay exorbitant extra fees for expedited shipping. Expedited shipping for anything goes up to basically the the most expensive mode of transportation to get it there as quickly as possible. Right. So for like, you know, something that you can hold, it's the price of a plane ticket to that place because right. there's literally going to be a guy taking it from your hands, getting on a plane and flying there. When we're talking about uh, vehicles, they, they're going to be calling up. Hi, we're really desperate. We What's your price? And they go, oh, you're desperate, are you? <laughs> well, then it's a special uh, rush price of this. Plus, think of how many subcontractors know that Tesla does this every quarter and is like, oh, it's that time of the month again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And even things as mundane as paperwork. I mean, you got to get a lot of paperwork uh, overnighted to people. Right. And even that is super expensive if you have to get it overnighted versus I can get it to you in a week. Mm -hmm. And as we pointed out many times, those extra cars that you got out this quarter just make next quarter all the harder for you. And yeah, one of the things that happens as well at the end of quarters is that uh, Tesla goes, we'll give you a little discount. Oh, you're not too happy with this thing. Well, we'll take a knock a little bit off the price. Right, And they do and that quietly. But people know, people right. know to wait till the end of the quarter. That's when they're going to get the best deal. Right. And Tesla's already paying through the nose to get stuff expedited. Right. So basically all your costs suddenly go way up yep. and then you'll like take a price discount, which means that you're not going to be making as much money on each car. Right. Another cost is productivity loss. I mean, it's just plain inefficient to keep stopping your employees every three months for a few days, working them around the clock at something they don't normally do, and then expect them to pick up where they left off. Questions get left unanswered, phone calls go unreturned, focus is diverted away, and as anyone who has been in the middle of an important task will tell you, it's often hard to get the ball rolling smoothly again. The fourth reason is burnout. I mean, if you keep telling your team that this quarter's push is super important, all hands on deck, quarter after quarter, year after year, you create this sense of the boy who cried wolf. You pull your employees away from their regular jobs for multi-day, around-the-clock shifts at delivering cars without breaks, and afterwards, what do you get? Burnout. It's hard to measure. I mean, does it lead to lower employee retention? Probably. Does it make employees less efficient at their jobs? Probably. Does it make many employees go, you know what? I think I'll look for a job at a company where they don't keep crying wolf every three months. Probably. But how do you measure that? 
especially when all the people who might be measuring that are screwing on license plates and, you know, driving cars up and down the road to find parking for them. Right. So, look, this video is not about I told you so. I mean, we have told you so. We've said to Elon for for years now, please don't keep doing this because we don't really think it actually benefits you. And like he pointed out in the email. It doesn't. Um, I get, though, why Elon needed to do this push every quarter. There were probably times where those extra few hundred cars did make a psychological difference in the delivery numbers, or there was even that quarter where it pushed Tesla into the positive profit territory. What this video is about is the fact that Elon just wrote to his employees and changed his policy. It appears that he has changed direction. Yeah, this is a very big deal, in my opinion, and I want to explain why. So I believe that Elon finally feels that Tesla has reached this plateau that we talked about, a new level as a company. Now, when you reach a new plateau, you're no longer afraid of slipping back down. You are now on level ground and you can focus on getting to the next plateau. Your mentality changes. It's no longer the scramble up the steep slope, watching out for every footfall, looking for every hand grip. You are now past that. You are on steady ground. You can take a deep breath, assess your surroundings and think about what you've just learned and think about your next strategies. Elon is now focused on efficiency. And as we explained, end of quarter pushes are very inefficient. So Elon is signaling that he no longer cares what Wall Street thinks about Tesla. This is a major shift. Before this email, he may have seemed confident. His tweets may have said things like, I think Tesla's overpriced. But his actions, his commands to Tesla employees was always focused on these quarterly numbers. We know that Elon hates thinking quarter to quarter because he has very long-term ambitious plans. But he was still forced to play this quarter to quarter game. Now, Elon has signaled that he is on this new plateau. He's no longer worried about slipping back. His new strategy is to get to the next plateau and it's to lead his employees as efficiently as possible, which is weird, right? I mean, Tesla's profits and profit margins have been going up. They have more cash in the bank than they ever had. So why not just get fat and happy like so many other companies do? Because let's face it, pushing hard all the time is hard. And that's why so many companies, when they get to some level where they're like, oh, great, we got profits every quarter. Let's just chill out and stay here for a few years. And so they live on the plateau. Yeah. And I don't think that that's what Elon is doing. He didn't say, all right, everybody, great job. We are now the biggest auto company by market cap. Let's all take a break. He is not saying that. No. Um, he's he's just not doing a quarterly push because it doesn't actually make sense to do that anymore, right. especially because Wall Street isn't holding up the same magnifying glass that they were before. Right. And I think that these efficiencies are going to lead to long term success and they're going to lead to employees long term success within the company. Yeah. I mean, I think Elon realizes he has to keep thinking like the founder of a startup. Tesla is arguably not a startup anymore, right? I mean, it's one of the most valuable companies in the world. But startups have a huge advantage over traditional companies because they are scrappy. They can pay their employees less, often because they're willing to offer stock incentives that could be much more valuable later. And I mean, that's what Tesla does, right? All of Tesla's employees are offered a generous stock investment plan, making almost all their employees company owners. They actually benefit from Tesla becoming more valuable and they're vested in creating more value. And normally startups stop this practice. Normally startups do this at the very beginning when there really is a lot of risk. The company might go under and you might just suddenly not have a job anymore. Uh, and your stock at that point would not be worth anything because the right. company wouldn't be worth anything. So it's a big risk in the beginning, um, but there's a huge payoff if it's successful. You know, we're going from practically zero valuation to $10 a share valuation. So every one of your shares is going to be, you know, 100 Xing or something like that. Right. Isn't that exciting? And 
people go, yes, that is why I would do it. But Tesla's continuing to do that and they're able to make 100x growth on their stock still. Yeah, and this email to employees is the first time we have seen this shift in policy. And I think it signals great things going forward. It means that Elon can shift his focus away from what Wall Street analysts think, and he can now focus on long-term goals with less distractions. So not only does this email signal it, but the fact that Elon is no longer on the quarterly earnings calls. I mean, we saw that last quarter, he wasn't there. That frees him up to focus more on doing what he does best, solving problems. And this is huge. Tesla is not just a car company. Exactly. If you're watching this right now, then you already know that. This is signaling that Elon is finally able to act like Tesla is not just a car company. And this is fantastic for those of us who have invested in Tesla, because for the longest time, Elon has had to justify the value of Tesla through the lens of being a car company. Now that Tesla is worth over a trillion dollars, it's like the market has spoken. It said, Stop valuing Tesla as an automaker only and start valuing all the other segments that we've been talking about for years. Solar, batteries, autonomous robo-taxis, insurance, Tesla becoming a power utility, and now Tesla bought robots and even Tesla's in loop tunnels. Because being the CEO of a car company is a whole lot different than being the CEO of a mind-blowing innovation juggernaut. And yes, that's what Elon has always been. But he's always had to kind of tone it down to appeal to Wall Street. Now I feel like he can be himself more and he can speak to these future disruptive technologies without the constant distraction of quarterly delivery numbers. And for those of you who say it's not really been a distraction, these end of quarter pushes. Yes, it has. I mean, commanding a ship with tens of thousands of employees, having to constantly figure out how to logistically deliver Teslas around the globe has been a constant drain of resources, energy, and focus for Elon. Now saying to your team, no biggie, it's the end of the quarter, but just keep doing what you've been doing. And in fact, don't focus on getting more cars out this quarter. Focus instead on how you can do your job more efficiently and save money. There's a huge hidden benefit of Elon shifting this end of quarter strategy. You see, solely focusing on getting cars into driveways, no matter what the cost, has another huge cost. Customer satisfaction. I mean, for instance, when I got my car delivered, it was December 2018. It was one of their first big Model 3 pushes, and they were not ready for it whatsoever. I'm not digging on Tesla here, but I had to, you know, I showed up at my time. My car wasn't there. It wasn't going to be there for two or three hours. And I was like really bummed and upset because here I am in the middle of this hustle and bustle. I've already signed paperwork. I've already agreed to pay this much per month. I'm, I'm like, okay. And no one even knew stressful. where your car was. <laughs> Where's my car? I kept looking like, oh, that, that one could be it. No, no, literally, like, I remember them running around being like, we don't know if it's still in Rhode Island. We don't know where it is. It might be on the road. We don't know. Right. And just to mention, you weren't alone. There was a whole bunch of other people. Like, you were off on your own, like, being upset. And I get that. But I was watching all the other people in, in the lobby mm -hmm. who were in your shoes asking, where's my car? These poor customer service experiences are hard to erase. They carry a bitter taste that many cannot shake. Yeah, Elon may not see this. I mean, he can't be everywhere at once. Let's be honest. He may be in the trenches at the gigafactories, but he's rarely in the trenches with customers. We are in the trenches with customers, and that's why we've been asking Tesla to address these customer service issues for years. Hopefully now, Tesla employees, who I'm sure by and large want to do the right thing, We'll be able to focus on delivering a better customer experience, one that places quality over speed. 
And that's a super important point. From Tesla's perspective, at the end of the quarter, all they care about is getting them into people's hands. They don't care about the quality with which they did that. And so as a customer, you may be like, okay, I got the car, but I've got a problem and you didn't deal with it. Exactly. There were lots of people when I was getting my car delivered that had, you know, what about this scratch? What about this ding? What about uh, this? What about that? Very recently, they were delivering cars without USB ports right. um, and didn't make it clear whether or not they were going to install them for these people. Right. And it's like, well, I paid for the car and it says that it should have USB ports. Now you're telling me that it won't. That was addressed later on. But again, the communication, I think, wasn't there because it was an end of quarter push. Exactly. And I think one hand didn't know what the other was doing because they were rushing around so fast. So let's face it. Tesla doesn't need to rush every quarter. Their customers aren't going anywhere. We've never seen this high volume of demand. Now, hang on. I mean, I remember we all got in line for the Model 3 uh, to sign up for it back in, you know, 2016. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was thousands of people. So the demand's always been there. It has always been there. But so, for instance, when I was getting my car delivered, uh, there were... Lots of people waiting to get their car and had been waiting for a while. There was this initial group of Model 3 buyers who waited like two years to, to actually take delivery of their car. Mm-hmm. And yes, that was a lot of demand in the very beginning. Since then, the demand has grown because mm. there is still huge wait times. If you want to buy a base Model 3 right now, you are waiting till June. Right. That is with them pumping out numbers of cars, the likes of which we haven't seen from Tesla ever before. Right. Which means that they have more demand than they had back when I was getting my car. Right. And so what this means is they don't have to worry about demand. You know, the, the fourth quarter has always been this quarter that uh, all the car deliveries happen in. I guess because it's like Christmas and you want to put the bow on the roof. I've never understood that. I live in the Northeast, so maybe that's why, uh, you know, snow. But I don't think that these people are going to go, ah, forget it. I I don't want to buy it in January. I think that they will buy it in January. It's kind of like Mike's Pastries in the North End. No matter how long the line is, uh, there's always more people who get in the line. It's just there's you can't get enough of it. Right. And they're pumping out cannolis as fast as they can. But there's always going to be more people lining up to get in there. Right. So I think this development is perfect. In my opinion, hopefully Tesla stock price will churn along at this thousand to thirteen hundred dollar level for the next nine months or so, maybe to a year as Elon works through this next plateau and prepares for his next ascent. So what will the next ascent be? My guess is a huge multi pronged attack. I mean, let's talk about what's coming up here in the next year. Tesla insurance should be in a bunch of new states next year. And I think Tesla insurance is going to be a powerhouse of profit for Tesla. It is going to decimate traditional auto insurance companies. They will not know what hit them. Giger Berlin is going to be pumping out Model 3s and Ys, which will really cement Tesla as an EV leader in Europe. Giga Shanghai will be doing the same in even higher volumes in China, the biggest car market in the world. The Cybertruck should be coming out in about a year. This will be a shot across the bow of American pickup truck industry. Yeah, I mean, $80 billion of Cybertruck orders. And this new model will firmly gain Tesla new market share with people that never really thought about electric cars before. And hand in hand with that, Giga Texas will be capturing the hearts and minds of middle America. Yeah, I mean, this Tesla domination is going to be a force that I don't think even the Democrats will be able to ignore anymore. And of course, Tesla's not just a car company. Tesla Energy will continue to grow with its power walls, mega packs and gigapacks. And hopefully we'll see the beginnings of Tesla's decentralized power utility take hold in a few places. And again, infrastructure is not sexy or easy to spot like electric vehicles. But as Tesla continues to install batteries, solar and auto bidder software around the world, when the utility industry finally understands it, 
it will be game over for the traditional players. Yeah, mark my words. Tesla as a power utility is going to be hugely successful and profitable. Yeah, I mean, talk about accelerating the transition to renewable energy. This is what Tesla's mission is all about. Now, we could sit here and rehash our 36 reasons why Tesla is worth a trillion dollars video that we released a few weeks ago. Uh, we're going to cut it there in terms of why we think Tesla's going to do well, because you can just go back and rewatch that video. But I think we should stress that this is actually reason number 37. Yeah. With Elon less focused on quarterly pushes, we don't even know what other tricks he can pull out of his ever-expanding hat of brilliant engineers. I mean, all signs point to 2022 as being a tremendous year for Tesla. And honestly, I'm even more excited about 2023. As many of these disruptive technologies come together, minds are going to be blown. People are going to realize, oh, Tesla, I get it now. And I think Elon's email is going to signal that Elon is now focused more than ever on this new paradigm. But what do you think? Do you think that this email is as important as we do? Or do you think that he's going to go right back to quarterly pushes Q1 <laughs> of next year? Uh, let us know what you think in the comments down below. Hit the like button if you like this episode. And if you're interested in the investment opportunities that we stay on top of every week, consider joining our Patreon Now You Know Investor Club, which currently has 1,800 members who are staying on top of disruptive companies through our monthly live streams with founders and CEOs of disruptive companies and our exclusive Slack. Head on over to Patreon com slash now you know for more information on that. And if you love all things Tesla, SpaceX, Boring Company, and Elon, you're going to love EcoWare, where you'll find over 100 designs on everything from t-shirts to mugs to pet bandanas. So go check out EcoWare for some awesome holiday ideas. And remember, everything is carbon negative because we offset the manufacturing, the shipping, and the life cycle of your order. And on top of that, we plant 10 trees with our partners at the Eden Reforestation Project. And we help cap an abandoned methane-spewing oil well with our friends at the Well Done Foundation. And if you're new to Now You Know, welcome. And please join us every Tuesday for Tesla Time News, the longest-running weekly show on everything Tesla, EVs, and sustainable energy. Thank you so much for watching. Now, now You, you know. know. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.